0: Beautiful. Well, it is good seeing everybody. I tell you, this is going to be a fun time today. Everybody ready for a good time? Everybody ready for a God time? All right. Well, i tell you what. We talked about Thanksgiving and, and kind of coming off that. You know, it's amazing how, you know, we think about Thanksgiving. A lot of times for me, I think about all the things that the Lord has done and think about family and think about church. And, you know, and, and Thanksgiving means a little bit of all that to each one of us. Um, But, you know, sometimes the day after gets a little wild, doesn't it? Doesn't it, you know? Uh, and so, you know, with that being said, I, I titled this uh, sermon Black Friday. We're going to have fun with this today. So how many of you guys braved that a little bit? Did anybody go out for some of the shopping on Black Friday? You know, I didn't really understand what the Black Friday was. It's a time that retailers try to turn around and get out of the red into the black. And they can do that on one just one day with all the sales. Don't believe it. Just look at the long lines. I mean, even going into this week, I walked by the TV and I saw like a week before People were like camped out at Best Buy and stuff. I'm like, you know, I do not need a TV that bad. You know what I mean? I look at somebody's window before I do that. I'm like, come on, man. This is crazy. But, uh, you know, it's amazing what value we put on stuff that just will not last long at all. We put a lot of energy in things that don't, don't live past the day. So today we want to kind of use that as a vehicle to get us where we want to go, amen? So I would say this, you know, Proverbs 1722. I want y'all to hear this here. It says, A merry heart does good like a medicine. We like to laugh, we like to have a good time, right? So if we're gonna do a Black Friday sermon, we ought to have a door buster, right? Amen. Right? Y'all know you know what that is when you get in there and the first ones to come through? So so how many how many uh how many uh handouts did you give out today? All right. Let me see. I need my my niece Miss Heather to come in for a second. This is not playing because she's going, Uncle Buddy. Don't you even do it? All right. Okay. If everybody has a handout, I encourage you to grab your handout right now. I'm gonna get Heather to look over here at me. Don't look at them. I need you to pick a number between one and twenty two. Fourteen. If you got fourteen, you are a doorbuster. Let me see. So. You know, let me tell you what. Okay, don't go nowhere. 14. So you have a king size Reese cup. But there's a story behind this. I want you to know that, remember today, that we serve the king of kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen? Give the Lord a hand. All right. All right. I need another number between 1 and 22, but not 14. Nine. Woo! Come on down. All right. I want you to remember today... That Jesus, we got some lifesavers for you, that he is the one, he is our lifesaver, He's our rescuer, amen? All right, tying it in. Everybody say, I like the message like this. <laughs> Chuck's saying you got a waffle, right? <laughs> I didn't have anything to go with that, man. All right, we got one more. Get a variety, dig deep. What's the number? Everybody's looking at their numbers, because this might be the best prize. I don't know. You tell me. Give me a number. Seventeen. 17. All right. Heather, you did a good job, sweetie. So you go ahead and sit back down. Now, I want you, to, I want, to, this is the message with this. The lady thought I was crazy at the 7 Eleven last night. I was going, Can I help you? I'm like, No, no. I'm thinking, Lord, how can we tie this in back and forth? You got the payday bar. I want you to remember that Jesus paid the price for all of us. Amen. Get them all to the handcuffs. All right. See, we can, we can take that message, have fun with it, and learn from it, right? All right, well, you know, I've got to get some water now. What does everybody say? Amen. You guys are the best, man, I'm telling you. So, I want to share a little... You know i got a story. You know i got a story. I'm thinking, you know what? I am not really much of a shopper. Most guys, you know, to go in and get it, come back out. But things were going good, and I want to spend time with my sweetie. And then she said, well, you know what? Peebles, Peebles has got some deals, and why don't we go to Peebles, and we can go early, like we can go the night before. I had to lead a Redskins game, didn't we? This is Rob, I mean, I took one for the team, man. But anyway, so we get up there, and, and she says, "Honey, no, no, nobody even comes here." I said, "Okay." So we pull around. I said, "Baby, we are the first ones here, baby. That's is good. Boy, we're gonna get in there." There's a certain item that we're looking for. I was at the back of the store. You got to go around the front of the store. You know, you can't get in the back. And I was like, "Well, that's where I usually park." You know. So we go around there, and guess what? Everybody was thinking. I'm first, but you're not. But if you're in the first what, twenty five? You get an extra ten dollar coupon. Oh man, I tell you people will throw an elbow for ten dollars in the coupon line on it. So we get there and we get all up in there and, and so and, and you know you try to you try to reflect the Lord. But I had to be honest. As soon as we parked, I said, Well, you know, we got some time, I'm listening to the game. Listen to the game. Somebody else pulled. Out. I said, "We gotta go." <laughs> we gotta go yeah. So we're going on up in there, and you know, everybody really was pretty mellow. You know, you hear a lot of things that, that things are a little crazy, but everybody was really, um, pretty nice. And there's always that one person in the crowd, right? It wasn't me this time. Grace. It wasn't me. Either. Yeah, it's you. no. But there's a lady go. I just want to let you know, you're behind her. <laughs> you know, she was lining it all up. You know, I said, "Okay, no problem." So anyway, we're thinking, man, you know, because when you see that ad. I mean, they're just going to have a zillion other things you want, no problem, enough to go around, everything's going to be good. But guess what? The thing that we were looking for, when the lady undid the the lock and gave us our little coupons, she says, There's five. And everybody we talked to in line wanted one of those things. I'm thinking, All right, Lord help us, right? Because we're thinking, I'm sitting there thinking. And and, you know, I tell you what, I'm like this I'll get ready. I'm getting ready. I was like, you know, Denise, you go do the smoke screen. We do this. We're, we're playing, right? So we're going. And man, I tell you what, I was cutting it up pretty good. Except I went over there where they have all the little furry coats, man. I kind of got spun around like that. And next thing you know, whoom, them gals were there. And I was like, slow. But Denise, my, my I can't say nothing. My baby, whoo. And she, she said, I could have got two. But I only got one. I said, she did. She said, I could have got it. I said, that's okay. It's all right. So, what did I do? I didn't didn't get it, but I carried it the rest of the night. You know, praise God. But that was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, it's just things you learn about people, things you learn about yourself. This is not even on here. This is just the appetizer. And you start going, I hope I didn't knock anybody down. You know, I'm thinking, you know, wow. But, you know, we get excited about things. But what would happen if we got excited? You see where I'm going with this thing? So, you know, I'm going to move on on to this. So I said, okay, good. Because this is what I'm really thinking. Now I don't have to get up early the next day. She's got it all out of her system. I'm thinking. So she didn't. Everything was cool. And she says, you know, we really need to go to Best Buy. I said, well, it's like 2 o'clock. No problem, that. 2 o'clock. Nobody's going to be there. All the sales are gone. Wrong. (laughs) We were there. And what happens, it doesn't look like all these cars are out there. And we're trying to find a place. And she's like. Move up, move that. She's out there directing. I mean, so one person get crooked in the thing and mess up everybody, right? You know, so I'm back and forth, back and forth. We get in in there, and I was like, they must be at the Babies R Us or something, because I don't see that many people. That's the trick. Until you go to check out, because they're back around the refrigerators. They're over by the car stereos and everything. And I, I mean, I saw this guy like growing a beard. <laughs> I said, hey man, what's up? I haven't seen you in a long time. He said, yeah, all right. And I went and did some stuff. I'm like, Come on. I said, this dude's got a shadow. He's been here so long, man. I'm so we get there and I'm thinking, we just spent all this time here. We spent like two hours here. And we didn't buy nothing on sale. I'm like, why are we here? We just was out, we're out there. So this is where, guess where this sermon comes from. I'm sitting there just watching people. I'm just sitting there, I'm thinking, you know, I'll help them check registers or something if I can just, you know, do something. I'll bag stuff if I can sit down. So I talked to some folks, and, and I got to thinking, man, I, I saw some nice folks in there. We saw a guy that uh, we got to talk to and, and spend a little time with, and actually, that guy ended up selling us a printer. He said, man, that's a deal on that. I said, we don't need one. And he told me how much it was. I said, where's it at? Right? Because if it's a deal, you just got to, I got to get one, you know, I got to get one. Right? But that, that young fella said, I'll tell you what, you have this one. I'm going to go back he looked in the back. and got another one back out there. I'm thinking, he's a plan, isn't he? No, <laughs> because He said, no, I bought, this is my third one I'm thinking, well, okay So anyway, we made it on through But what I was really thinking about Is the time that we stood there and spent there And what we were seeking And what we were looking for And I got to thinking, I said We've been here over two hours I said, I only preached for 30 minutes That's like a month of my preaching in here Right? You know what's happening next, right? I was looking for a place to share some Jesus, right? But you know what? That's coming. I saw a guy that I used to go to church with. He was one of the elders of the church. He's way over there. I said, Hey man, how you doing? How you doing? I went over there and talked to him. He said, Yeah, everything's going good. How's the church? I said, that's good. So I'm waiting, and I see my man get all the way to the front. And he tells them what they, he wants. And they tell him, There is no more. I'm thinking, Lord, help that man right there, help him right there. But he was cool. He turned around. He Went to the salesperson and said, Come here, <laughs> come here, right? And I know he's thinking, Man, I wish I didn't see Buddy because I'd <laughs> just go crazy. But anyway, you know, sometimes we stand in those long lines and it's not what we think. Sometimes we think, you know, that they promise you this and somebody says, Hey, man, this is the place. And we find out we get there, it's not what we thought it was, or they're all out. So the good news is starting to sing is guess what? What we got today will not run out, right? You don't have to be the first one in line. And it's all about Jesus, amen? So I want to start with that, alright? You guys ready? We're going to just use the, the Black Friday as a, just a little lesson. And before I get unpacking all this here, this is our verse we got. It's John chapter 1, verse 38. And it says, Turn around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you seek? Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to read this, but I'm going to just give you the condensed version. John chapter 1, this is right after John the Baptist baptizes Jesus, right? He spots him and, and the Lord speaks to him and he says, hey, I'm going to show you who the Messiah is. And he, and he reveals that to John so all of Israel will know who it is. And then the next day he sees him and he goes, hey, there's the Lamb of God. And his disciples are there and they go, wow, let's follow him. And he goes up behind Jesus and they go, hey, following along. He goes, what does he say? What do you seek? And on our handouts, we're going to walk through a few things about what do we seek, Okay a few other things. So let's go ahead and read from the word of God. If you got your Bibles, you can go to John uh, chapter 1, verse 29. If not, I've got it up on the board. Okay? Here we go. There she goes. All right. Starting at verse 29, it says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me who is far greater than I am. For he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah. But I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. I'm going to tell you, through God's word, we're going to see Jesus revealed today, all right? Then John, in verse 32, says, John says, uh, John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know that he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one. Amen? The word of God is always on time. He's the chosen one. Now, let me click on over here. Looking, looking good. First disciples. These are the first guys that start following after Jesus. Amen? So verse 35 says, The following day, John John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you seek? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the the place where he was staying. And they remained with him the rest of the day. See, that's that's a powerful truth. You know, I believe, I believe. I believe that everybody is, is looking for Jesus, but they just don't really realize it. See, they look at him in, in a lot of different things, and I don't want to get ahead of myself. But I'm going to tell you, we're created to worship. We're created to be seeking him out. Amen? And we're going to look at a few things, but that's just something I, I believe that, you know, when you talk to people that's been through a lot or even people that, that's had things go the way, they go, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And he's everything we need. And these guys, what they did, they jumped in and they said, hey, you know what? We're going to take a look here. So they really started following Jesus. When we think about that today, we start following Jesus. We talk about walking in his way, uh, being transformed into his character and things like that. We desire fellowship with him. And that's what I pray that we see here today. But their hearts were hungry for the truth. I'm going to ask you, is your heart hungry for the truth of God's word today? Amen. So let's go back to this. Let's jump back into the Black Friday analogy and see what God's got for us. Amen. I was thinking about this. Picture this. When you got here this morning, if there was a crowd at the front door, I mean a crowd at the front door, you know, what would you think? Would you turn around and say, man, I'm just going to catch it online? You know, I'll wait till they post it. Or would we say, hey, I'm going to get on in there, right? You ever thought about that? You can have a line around bus, Best Buy, Kmart, all that stuff to get like a Twinkie warmer or something, you know? I mean, something. We bought some crazy stuff. I'm thinking, Okay, that's going to be a good gift. But what we have in Christ is so much more than anything that anybody could ever buy. Than anything that we could ever obtain on our own. So you think about that. Would people think you're crazy, you know, for standing in line that long to go to church? Just think about it. I want to kind of put that. Or, or we come with great expectation. Can you imagine, you know, you getting up there just like we did. If I had to get like through this line here and I'm going, okay, I, excuse me, I, I'm, I'm going to preach today and I'm trying to get by here. I'm alright, excuse me, I just need to get up to the front and everything else, all that stuff. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. who do you think you are? That's right. Yeah, this guy grabbed my wallet. No. <laughs> but anyway, can you put something in it? Yeah. But you know, when we start walking through and looking at things like that, what would happen if, if, if it was lined up at the church like that would be amazing, wouldn't it? But you know what the thing is? I go to the first question we're talking about. Really, what do we seek? Amen? So you guys ready? That's a little intro. And let's take a look at that. If you got your handouts, let's work with that. What do you seek? What are you looking for? Now, sometimes you might think of peace, forgiveness. I'm going to pull it down to us right here. What are we looking for when we come to church? When you come here, think about it. What are you looking for? We have a place to worship, right? A place to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You know, God's blessed us with this place, and so we we get to honor Him here, but not just here, but go from here into the highways and, and, and the hedges, right? Take like, a look at this. We get to worship, just like I told Anne's when she she got her little prize there. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We have that privilege. He's made that place for us to come to Him. Amen. What else? A place to grow spiritually. I hope when we come in here and say, you know what, not only that, I'm going to come and praise the Lord. I'm going to come and I'm going to look at things, how God's going to use what what the word is, the message today that I can apply to my life to make a difference. And that's why I work really hard and pray a lot. The whole team does on putting stuff together that you can take the message of God right here, right now, for today and apply it to your life and apply it to your situation. And many of y'all know either you've dealt with it earlier in the week or you're probably going to deal with it on Monday. Amen. And, and so now we want to give you these tools in your spiritual tool bag, so that you can be more than a conqueror. Right? Take a look at this: a place to serve. A place to serve. You know what? There's a whole lot of folks in Bucosin, right? And there's a few churches out there. And I would guarantee you that if you went by now, um, between now and twelve, that there's probably still a few empty parking spots. You think? It probably is. So we got we got things to do, don't we? We got people to invite. We got people to encourage. We want to um, be that mirror of Christ. So what I hope today through the message is we see that, you know what, our, our priorities focused on Christ, amen? Also, we just thought about this in Thanksgiving, a time and a place of fellowship. When we come here, it's important that we take a little time. That's why I'm not always watching the clock, you know? We get in and we get to talk and build some relationships, maybe, you know, share a few things because God's built us for community and God's built us for relationships and it takes time in relationships, Amen. So we need to invest in, in a relationship. If you're dating, you want to spend time with that person. If you're married, you probably have spent a lot of time with that person, right? And you want to spend even more with them, amen? I'm just real, I'm real fast to correct that, right? Uh, that's right. But you know, it is. But you know, now here's something else. Just think about this in a, in a marriage or a relationship or a partnership or whatever. It's good to encourage one another. It's just good to hear, isn't it? It's just good to see. I like doing stuff, surprising stuff sometimes. Hey, just want to let you know because. Just want to tell you, I was thinking about this because, you know. And it goes a long way. Not that I want anything in return. I just want that person and that relationship to know that they're valuable. They're awesome. But you know what? If we don't take time to invest, guess what? We wonder why sometimes that uh, the relationship doesn't seem very vibrant. You think about that. How much time do we spend in, in the Word? How much time do we spend in, in uh, you know prayer? Things like that. So what I want to do is just kind of parallel that with not only our personal relationship with the Lord and growing and, and learning His Word and, and things like that. I'm going to throw something out. I had a call yesterday from a friend of mine. And uh, he had a friend of his uh, in a bad bad shape. Um, God had a stroke. And uh, he called me and he says, man, let's, let's pray about that. So we're praying about that. <coughs> And this is, this is not to, to put anybody down or anything else. i want to show you. The, the, there's a lesson in this, what I want to show you. He said, oh, he said, man, I was just so upset. He said, I opened my Bible and I was looking for some words. And I just couldn't find what I needed. I said, that's okay. Because sometimes we just get distraught like that. But I told my friend this, because I've learned this over time. And even when we do this, it's still the water still comes up sometimes in, in the storm, doesn't it? I said, you know what? That's why I tell my friends and my family, and I'm telling you guys now. The time to prepare for a storm is not when the water is up here. You think about when, when we get the, especially since we've been through it, right? Here in Bacosan. Everybody said, Well, we're going to go home and we're going to lift some things up. And we're going to put some sandbags. We're going to adjust a few things. We're going to do this. And if nothing happens, that's okay because we did our part. But we've been down that road before, right? So we know what to do to prepare. In life, there's going to be things that come at us that, man, we just thought we'd never deal with. But you know what? If we take time to fill up on the word of God. When those things happen, we can pull on the strength of God's truth and say, hey, I know what God says. I know what he says in Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is a psalm of protection. I encourage you this week to take a look at that and apply that to your life. I I love the psalms. Uh, Psalm 27 is one of my favorites. And and, and there's, there's not a bad place to be in God's word. But look at the promises of God and grab hold of them, amen? Because you never know what's coming. That's not a doom and gloom thing. That's a preparation thing, amen? And we know that, you know what, we need to prepare. We need to prepare our hearts. We need to prepare in our relationships. I mean, none of us would turn around and go say, well, hey, I'm going to run a marathon and just jump out of bed. I wouldn't, you know? <laughs> and it takes some time. So, so you build up, right? Now, I want to say this. When we give our life to the Lord, we are secure in Him at that very moment. Nothing's going to change that. You can't undo what God's done. But we can grow in maturity of what God's done through the reading of His Word. Amen? Through spending time in prayer, through fellowship, through worship, and through a time of serving. Amen? So I want to think about this. One of the things I share from time to time when I think about worship is that really this, this little uh, thing I'm going to show you it really makes a cross. If you look, first we want to lift up our hearts to the Lord. And then we want to receive from the Lord. And then we want to take what God's showing us and share it with the world. Amen? So it's upward, inward. That's what I'm thinking when we're, we're putting things together, when we're serving and stuff. Okay, am I lifting my voice to the Lord? Am I listening to the Lord? What is the Lord showing me for this week's message? I'll be honest with you. This week I was working on a message, probably four or five hours into it, and God said, I want to show you something else. I was like, okay. I wasn't going to be a bullhead and go, well, I'm almost done. I'm just going to do this because I want what God has for us for the time such as this. That's what we need, amen? We want to be listening to the Lord. Amen. Very, very good. All right. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. All right. Well, where are you seeking? Now, a lot of times people will look to things in the world. We'll look to things in the world, don't we? Or maybe we look to others. Sometimes we look to our own strength. i never forget when we did our little skit last week. Tim, Tim was the guy who was going to do it in his own strength. You know, I, I say this from time to time. I used to think, I'm a man. I make my problems and I can solve them. Let me tell you, I can make a whole lot more than I can solve. Found that out real fast. And I wasn't even a man. You know what I mean? That doesn't make you a man. You know what? I tell you what I want to be. I want to be a disciple. I want to be the disciple of Christ. I want to be one that's that's leaning into the voice of God. And letting the word of God transform me. didn't say perfect. That's my desire to be more like Jesus. But you know what? I'm going to lean into that. I'm going to listen to that. And I'm going to trust in the Lord. Amen? So what do we got here? We must look to the Lord. You know, when you look at things on TV, you see all types of get it fast, get it now. Thing. I mean, lose 20 pounds by the end of the week. That doesn't sound healthy. That sounds like surgery. You know what I mean? For me, if that happens. Or, you know, hey, you know, and like I said before, if you look at some of the, the beverage commercials, I mean, come on. You can look like this and you just drink the right type of stuff and everybody loves you, and that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, if you're drinking the stuff, they're probably not going to like you because you're going to be obnoxious real fast, right? Oh, come on. You guys know what I'm talking about. You've been in those places where you go, man, I just want to go home. But what I'm saying is this we need to look to the Lord. We look to so many things other than the Lord. Sometimes we come up, He's the last resort, and He ought to be the first place we start. Amen? He ought to be the first place we start. Well, where do we start? We look into his word because that's the truth. Isn't it great to know that, uh, you know, that manual that he's got for a living is just as alive. It's just as real. It's just as powerful as when it was penned years ago. It has no expiration date on the word of God. I love that. I went over to my mom's house and I was getting all the stuff in there. And I'm looking, I'm going. Man, this stuff's got to come out of the refrigerator, Mom. What's up with this? You know, looking back and stuff like that. And, oh, don't go in the medicine cabinet. There's stuff that came over on the Mayflower in there, man. I'm thinking, what is that? Oh, yeah, your dad used to use that for his ear. Well, no wonder he couldn't hear me half the time.
1: (laughs) You know, this stuff.
0: I'm like, man, i got to get rid of this stuff. And she don't want you to get rid of it. I'm thinking, we could probably go to jail for some of the stuff that's in here, man. This stuff's got to go, and I'm always saying something. If the kid's go, don't take any medicine or anything at Grandma's house. She loves you, but this stuff might be bad, you know? <laughs> I'm serious. So what I want to say is this. When we look into the Word of God, it, it's never old. You know, there's people that, that I talk to and have been going to church for years and years and years. But you know what? When they are really digging into the Word of God, there's always a freshness about it. There's always a freshness about the Word of God because it's living. It's a living word. It's fresh. He he gives us his word for a guide. He gives us his word for comfort. And he gives us his son for salvation. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Well, just like I was sharing with my friend, I said, you know what? We need to look into the promises of God. I preach on that almost every week. You say, why? Because it's that important. Because I want you to dig into the word. I want you to hear what God says about you and what he says about me. And see, when we start looking at God's word, And realizing that's what transforms us. And that's what's important. That's what we should be seeking first. I'm going to give you a word anchor here. You all ready? Matthew 6.33. It says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. First priority. First priority. That actually tied in with what I was working on early on. First priority. See, I have to remember this. Right? I need to seek after the Lord first. Sometimes I get geared up on the mission. And I'm like... People need to know Jesus. That's true. But it's always got a blooming from the relationship of my relationship with the Lord. You ready for another story? Good. I was coming back from my mom's yesterday and I always talk to my brother on the phone at least once a day, every other day. Ralph. Hey, brother, what's going on? He said, where are you at? I said, I'm just coming down, Mercury. He said, hey, man, I'm over at the store just hanging out where he lives at. He's got some friends over there. He stopped by. He said, I want you to stop by. I said, okay. So I stopped by. Come around there, Ralph's hanging out, and uh, met his two friends at work over there, two young ladies, and we were talking and stuff, and uh, they were very nice, and we were talking a little bit, and Ralph, Ralph loves us, he always said, hey, what you going to preach on this week? What you going to preach on? He always asks me this week, I've got to have an answer for Ralph, because he's like, like, what you going to preach on? I said, I'm working it, you figure out what you going to preach on this week? <laughs> it is, so we're always talking about the message. So we're sitting there, and nobody's there, right, hardly nobody's in the store. I say, hey, y'all got time for a story. You know what happens next. You know what happens next. So here I go, and I start going down the path and telling them about Jesus. Do you know, just from stopping by and Ralph's obedience and being nudging and, 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 and been loving on those girls and talking to them and the power of God and us just being a vessel, both of those girls gave their life to the Lord last night. Isn't that good? Give the Lord a hand clap. You know, So <laughs> don't, don't think. You I could have said, said, man, Ralph, I'll see you at church tomorrow. Oh, man, I, you know, he could have said, well, it's too cold to go over there, right? Again, it's not about us. It's just being available. That's what I want you to see. When we're available and listening to the Lord and there's prompting on the Lord, God will take what you bring and make it so much more. Amen. But you know what? We need to seek first the kingdom of God and live, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. I want you to see today that God's a supplier, right? He's a one, he's a provider. And you say, well, what really does this mean, you know? What what is the main thing about this? And I was looking at this. We need to turn to God first for help. Fill our thoughts with his desires. And take on his character as a pattern. We need to be looking more and more like Christ. And you say, man, I ain't stepping on my toes. Well, you know what? It's a new day. Let's start fresh. Let's start fresh with a new day. I love it that God is great in his grace and mercy. Amen. So, you know what? We can live for God through the week and day by day. Well, let's keep on rolling. So what does it cost? Now, first you're going to think, you say, well, it costs Jesus his life. Absolutely. What does it cost you? Take a look at this. I took this scripture here, Romans 5.1, another word anchor. I love to have the word there for you guys. And it says this, faith brings joy, okay? Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, By faith. What did it cost you and me? Faith. All we have to do is believe, amen? We have peace with God because of what? Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. You say, well, what is it going to cost you? What is it going to cost you? I wrote a song when I first got saved. How much does it cost? Where do I have to pay? Will it take effect today or tomorrow? You know, what will the neighbors say? Something like that. Because I didn't understand. You know, I was like, okay, I'm saved, but you know, what's the catch? I didn't understand everything. The catch was that I would put more into buying the lie than I would into receiving the truth. But you know what? God worked that out. And he continues to work that out in our lives, right? You know? Now, I want to I go back to that analogy again. I said, what does it cost? Does it costs us faith, us putting our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Now, if you're going to buy something, right, how many of y'all get online and you check the reviews? That's only three stars. It's only four stars. It's only five stars. You know, I don't know if I should get that. They said this handle's going to fall off after, you know, 30 times or whatever. So what I want to do is this. I want you to take a look at when we look at things in the natural, look how much energy we spend to investigate and see if it's a good deal. Now I want to tell you this, right here, right now, I want y'all, I made sure I put this down. I am not reducing the gospel to a product on the shelf, amen? You hear what I'm saying? I'm just trying to use that uh, to break it down in the simplest form so we can chew it up, so that we can process this. And, you know, and because that's how we're wired, You know, we're going to look up this to see if it's a good deal, we're going to see what's going on. I want to tell you, investigate the word of God. Take a look at the word of God. Ask God. Open it up and say, Lord, you know what? I cannot tell you how many people that, that have testimonies and it starts like this. God, I do that every week. I still got time. <laughs> yeah, y'all better hope that thing don't stop. I'll keep preaching, preaching, preaching. But anyway, uh, you know, God, I don't even know if you're real or not, but if you are coming to my life. You ever heard of testimonies like that? Testimony after testimony. They're just believing what that little mustard seed. But you know what? We got facts, details, and, and, and the whole deal. We got his handbook, right? We got the Bible. We've got testimony after testimony how good God is. I used to say, you know, how many people have been saved for 10 years? Oh, how many people have been saved for 30 years? How many people have been saved, you know, whatever it is? And get as high as they can go, and they say, you know, I've been saved 30 years. I said, have you ever seen the Lord let you down? I have not to this day. Had Somebody say, well, you know, he really let me down out in 73. Never happened. They said, you know what? I've walked away. I've chose poorly, but God has always been faithful. It's a testimony. That's how good God is. So you know, what does it cost you? Just just believing, just having faith. I asked the young lady last night, I said, you got faith? She said, yeah, I guess. I said, you got faith they're going to pay you on payday? She said, they better. <laughs> right? I said, well, you don't even need that much faith to trust God. And as we explained about the love of God and the sacrifice of Christ and how our sin separates us from the awesome and holy God, but he's made a way. Right? Just like we were in here. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done. That's it in a nutshell. That's it in a nutshell. Who's it all about? Jesus. Who's it for? Us. Now, that's a bargain, right? That's a bargain. But so many times, people will walk away from that. Over and over and over and go, I'm not ready. I had a young guy at work one time. I shared with him and he goes, Mr. Buddy, I really appreciate that. And he says, and you know, it's not that I don't believe it. Put his arm on my shoulder. It's not that I don't believe it. Just got some things I want to do first. That scares me. That really scares me. And I go, man, please just listen to what I'm saying. Just think about what I'm telling you. You're not guaranteed another day, not another minute. Please think about what's at stake. You know? And I haven't talked to him since, and, and I pray that through, you know, the Holy Spirit convicted him, uh, pulling, drawing him to himself, that, you know what, he'll come to the saving Office of Christ. But so many times, I, I, I know, even myself, I'm like, well, I, I don't want to get into that just right yet. I don't want to do this. Because we think we're giving something up. We think we're giving something up. But when, when you take that step across the aisle and, and experience Jesus, you find that you're not giving anything up. You're gaining everything. Amen. Now, remember this. That doesn't mean that we never have any trouble. I always like to couple that. But it does mean we never go through trouble alone. Amen? So, you know, when we look at this, when we realize that it costs God his best and it costs Jesus his life, we don't want to reject that. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Moms and dads, aunts and uncles, grandparents. You know, you give something, a gift or something out of your heart and, and you sacrifice to give that. And if somebody goes, yeah, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm sorry, Thanks, I'll see you later. Or do they embrace that? Man, that, that's tough. That's tough, but we just love them where they're at and just keep feeding them a little at a time, keep feeding them a little bit at a time and we watch how God gets all the glory. So you know what? You know, today I was thinking about, I said, this is a really straightforward, simple, powerful message and it's very blunt because the gospel is very blunt. It's like, okay, you receive Jesus, put your faith and trust in him or you don't, you reject him. See, there's no no gray area. It's either I'm in Or I'm out. So today I want you to understand that, yeah, I'm being blunt about it. Because you know what? It costs God everything. And if you reject God, there's no other way to heaven. And that's not just all of it. Because God wants to start working in your life now. He wants to work in your life, work through your life and everything else. But what it does when we reject Him, it guarantees us a place in hell. When we say, nope, don't want Him. Don't want Him. And if you were to take your last breath rejecting God, guess what? Is He a just God? Absolutely. And you stand before him on judgment day and he say, Hey, can't you let me slide? Would, would, a, would a judge be good if somebody committed a crime and he said, I'm just going to let you slide? No, he'd be corrupt. He says, No, you, you, you broke the law. All of us have broke the law. I want you to understand that. That's what helps me make this decision very, very easy. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. If you're here today, I pray that you understand that we need Jesus. Amen. Let's take a look at this. So, what's at risk? We talked a little bit about that. Don't reject the Lord. And and I'm going to get ready to finish it up with this. But you know what? We cut cut through a lot of ground today. And I want you guys to take a look at this. I'm going to give you some word anchors. You guys write this down and, and review these. Acts 4, 12 says this. There is no salvation in no one else. There is salvation in no one else. I'm sorry. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. You say, man, that's pretty straightforward. That's pretty blunt. It's a good thing. It's a good thing because it's one way. And he says, this is the path. There is salvation in no one else. So if we reject the Lord, guess what? We have no hope. We have no hope. I've talked to people in, in the hospital and they said, I just don't have any hope. I said, you got Jesus. They say, no. I said, no, Jesus, and you'll have hope. There's always hope in Christ. Amen. I don't care what the crisis. There's hope in Christ. So look at this. Romans 1, 1.2. Uh, 1.20. I'm sorry. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. I'm going to stop right there. A lot of times people ask this question. Well, what about the guy on the other side of the world that nobody ever told about Jesus? You can apply this verse to this, okay? All right? The Bible says, for ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his internal power and divine nature. Ready? So they have no excuse for not knowing God. There ain't going to be no excuse on Judgment Day. It's not going to be an excuse to say, man, I did not get that email. Nobody told me. Especially if you come through here, because we're going to tell you. Because we love you and we want you to know what the deal is. But you know what? So many times we go, oh, wow, uh, I, I didn't hear about that. Well, you know what? You're hearing about it today, so act on that today. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Corinthians 6.2, here we go. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. And that's what I want you to look at today. We have covered a lot of ground, guys. We had a lot of fun today. We talked about how the joy of the Lord is a strength and, and does it like a good medicine. We talked about the deals of the day. We talked even about, you know, a, a door buster and how you can use most anything as a tool to share Jesus, even a candy bar, even a life savior. You know, any of those things. So what is it that God's gifted you with to make the difference in somebody else's life? So I want you to think about this. I was telling my sister, she was down for the weekend. It was great seeing her and her family. And uh, she said, well, what are you working on? I said, well, you know, the Lord really laid this on me about all this Black Friday shopping and things like that. And I, I, I got to thinking about this right there. There was a very, very, very dark Friday over 2,000 years ago, wasn't it? And Jesus Christ went and paid the price on that cross. But let me tell you, Sunday is coming. Sunday was coming and Sunday is here, amen? He is risen. We serve a risen Savior. And I love this. My sister actually sent me this picture. She said, hey, I got something cool to fit with that. And and for those that are listening online, we've got three crosses. and, And on top of it, it says, only one Black Friday offers eternal savings. That's the deal of the day. That's the offer of a lifetime. And it's for you today. So I pray that through the time that we got to laugh today, that it opened your heart. Through the time we got to share today, you got to see the truth of God's word. And ask yourself, you know, what am I seeking? What am I seeking? You know, when we go back to here, what am I seeking? Am I, am I seeking the Lord? Am I seeking forgiveness, grace, and wisdom? What? Where are you seeking it? Don't look to the world. Look to the word of God, amen? When I think about this, what did it cost? It cost God his very best. It cost us. Only believe. And God securely holds us in his hand. Amen. And what's at risk? Your eternity. It could even be, although it's an individual thing, I want you to hear what I'm saying. It could impact your grandkids, your kids, your neighbor, everything else that can impact their lives. Right? But it can also impact their life. Transforming love and grace and mercy of that of Jesus Christ. The message of God brought through you can change somebody's life. Ultimately, we know it's God. But will you this week be listening? Will you put time in your schedule for God? Will you say, You know what? Here I am, God. Use me. I don't even know how you're going to use me, God. But use me. And I want to be a part of your plan today. Because you know what? We want to see everybody on that day when God says, Come up hither. We want to rejoice. We want to see loved ones that have passed on. And ultimately, we want to be in the presence of God. Amen? I know I do. And today is the day that you can make that decision. You can put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to pray for you guys right now. Father, we thank you for an amazing time today that we can come and have a place that we can worship. We can come to a God that is forgiven. And you ask us, what do you seek? Lord, today, I seek more of you in my life. Lord, I ask you to forgive us and forgive me, Lord, for the times I missed the mark. But today, Lord, I just want a fresh start. A new day, Lord, has been birthed here. And I want to uh, take advantage of the power of the love and the grace and mercy that you've given us. And if there's one here that does not know you, I pray today that they latch on to this. And we're going to keep it real simple and real straight. All you have to do is believe. And you just say, Lord, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. And I believe that you are that Savior. Come into my life and forgive. If you're here today and you say, Lord, you know, it's been a long week and maybe I didn't do this or do that or all these different things and the the devil's just heaped up all these things of how you have missed the mark. I'm going to tell you, let God erase that today through the shed blood of Christ and receive His forgiveness because today is a new day that He's given us. Let's make the most of it for Him. In Jesus' mighty name, give the Lord a hand clap. All right.